this is that other sports show. Let's go. What's up? All right. I uh, got Gatorade right here. I chugged half a bang, so I have another half a bang. If I start uh, if I start losing it here, but I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm st- I think I was still kind of running off the, uh, like, the fumes of my woke workout. And then it's like I, I ran in the store, grabbed some shit to grill, and then ran home. And then I was like, all right. Chug half of this. I think I'm good. Especially after woke, man. That's that's pretty powerful. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'll usually do heaping scoop, so I gotta be. And I'm sending my heart to explode. Do you, <laughs> so I'm like I'm like deep breath. <sighs> no, no fucking mutes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Jay on the other end of the mic. I'm over here. Uh, we I'm have over here. we have a lot of football stuff. I mean, there's just a lot. <laughs> Injuries happen. We we're got, drowning in it. We are literally like Jay and I. The were entire just Saints discussing. coaching staff just got uh, COVID. By the way, Jess, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, which scares me to death because my pick for like comeback player of the year is Jabu over there, and he just came off a great game, and now look what we got going on over here. COVID running rampant through our entire NFL organization. Way too early to say, but did they end up? Having to forfeit that game? Way too early to say. Reckless speculation one minute into the show. That is a great take, though. I love that. I love that train of thought. Uh, so we got week two picks. We're going to give you the odds. We're going to tell you over-under. We do it every week. This is kind of our thing during the NFL season. Uh, we will hit on the sexy games. We'll talk about those. The unsexy games... The ones, We're going to you know, do a better job of throwing those away today. The kind of games you'll watch, but you won't tell your friends about. It's on Red those, Zone. They show up for a half a second. Those we will we will toss to the side and quickly go through. Uh, besides that, we're going to start, for all you combat sports fans, hashtag MMA Twitter, hashtag uh, horny MMA Twitter. Yes, more importantly. Uh, we're going to start off with some Triller. Because what was more sexy than what we watched? If you watched it, what was more sexy than that? I'm telling you, that that right there was probably sexier than any NFL game. And I'm talking oh, about you, Anderson Silva wild. versus Tito Ortiz. And that, my friends, is <laughs> if how you we're look going at, to start. If, you, if that's what you're looking for, like, like you were looking for, uh, spoiler alert, Thanos to be defeated at the end of uh, Endgame, you know? <laughs> if you were looking to see Tito Ortiz just get wiped, then, I mean, you got it, right? You're a very satisfied person. You're like, that was worth whatever I spent. Yeah, of course. Even if you just chipped in like 10 bucks and then just like randomly showed I mean. up with a bag of chips and a six-pack of beer to your buddy's house, it was worth every dime. Just uh, quickly, because we're already in the mix here, do you want to walk through what happened when you messaged me about Triller? Because I think this is a good story. And it's, <laughs> I mean, basically show-related. <laughs> It was. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. You let's, you tell the story. I want to hear it from your perspective. So th- we were just talking about spoiler alerts. Okay. Boy. So I believe I'm at work. I'm on my phone, break time, running through stuff. And I, I start to see all these uh, fights from Triller, from the Triller card, the undercard stuff. And then out of nowhere, I'm looking and 
all over ESPN, all over Fox, all over CBS, all over every major news organization. It simply shows Anderson Silva just putting the hooks, putting those meat hooks to, to Tito's big, fat-ass head. Jess, help me out with this because I didn't talk to you about this. For, pers- for perspective, what time was it where you were at? Did you feel like it was early? Where I you did were feel at? like it was early. I did, okay. actually. Yes, right. very early. Okay. For, for a car that, you know, wasn't the most expensive car in the world. But aren't we, aren't we kind of accustomed to main events coming on at like 8? 8.30 California time. I don't know what time out there, but like yeah, it's, it's usually it's, two hours into a pay-per-view that's bought. Here on the West Coast, I'm used to main card stuff, and I guess it's just from you know years of watching UFC and everything. Usually main cards don't even start happening until like 8. Yeah. And then you don't even get to the final fight until like almost 9. Yep. And so here's the Anderson Silva-Tito fight. Now, obviously... Uh, that was the main event, correct? Or was that the co? Yeah, no, dude, it was weird. I believe super weird. It, the the Belfort fight was the main event, but it was like five minutes long. It was so fucking short. It was weird. We have also become accustomed to weird things happening in thriller, thriller cards. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> So boy, and they boy did they did it again. They, so they back, lived up to that reputation. Oh yeah, they. I, you know what though? I'm glad that they aren't go, trying to go mainstream. Okay, I'm, I'm glad that they're trying to keep not, it thriller. They are absolutely keeping all professionalism outside of this event, and I love it. So to the story, I randomly see Anderson Silva knocking out cold, unconscious, dead fish Tito Ortiz. <laughs> And so I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, my good buddy Jay is obviously watching this. So he knows what's happening right now. And I think I had even told you I was going to order the fight on the pod that we had taped that morning. Right? Yeah. I I think I might have texted you about it. I might have mentioned it. I have not been able to go back and listen to the show yet. We, I was under the understanding because Jay is so up to date on his fights. He's the fight game guy. He's always watching the cards. He finds ways to watch every card. I'm like, hey, Jay knows exactly what happened. So I randomly text him like, damn, you were super right about Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz. And if you go back and listen to the show, the early morning rise, the early riser show that we did Saturday, we had predicted both of us to have Anderson Silva soundly defeat Tito. Except Jay said, nah, this fight ain't going longer than, what'd you say, two rounds? Uh, yeah, I said it's going to end however Anderson wants it to end. But, but as long, It's going to go as long as Anderson wants it to go, basically. And so Jay predicted a knockout also, by the way. So yes. for all you betters out fights. there, for all you betters out there, guys <laughs> I mean, that wasn't the juice, hardest one. I could be Looking wrong. for some juice, though, you got you to gotta maintain. And, and I mean, keep, it's keep when I'm right, contact. I'm right. You know, it's one of these things when you're right, you're right. You know, it's a blessing and a curse, as Cam says, when you're I so said right that, I said the fight was going to be uh, just a total display of dominance by Anderson from, from first round to, I believe it was eight rounds. I yeah. believe it was an eight-round uh, exhibition, considered exhibition. Uh, I figured Anderson would just take it to him for eight rounds, make it a show. No, I was completely wrong. Tito goes in. He throws some weak-ass little baby hooks. Looks like he was trying to go to the body, maybe open something up. The only thing that was open was that five-mile-wide head of his, which Anderson so promptly planted fists upon 
And uh, for the first time, Jay, I didn't know this because, I, I mean, we've all seen Tito lose TKO fights, I guess. Yeah. I just never yeah, really Yeah, because that's considered. what I was thinking. I think about that Noguera fight that he lost. And, I mean, I am, I felt like he got knocked out in that fight. But I guess yeah. it was a TKO because he got dropped and then Noguera jumped on him and they stopped it. And apparently that's the same that's the same situation that he fell upon with uh, the Chuck Liddell fight and, and other fights. So – First time in Tito's career he has ever been knocked unconscious. I guess and, you know what, sense. dude. That I gotta sense. say, I gotta now say, that I'm thinking about head, the history of old Tito, his head is ginormous. So in order to knock out that person, you gotta hit him yeah, pretty hard. You gotta you gotta hit pretty hard. There was a lot going on in this fight, and uh, I want you to finish the story. But let me. But now that we're touching on the actual fight, let me say this. Uh, um, one one thing I noticed, and I I watch probably five percent of the fight filler and one hundred percent of the actual two main events, but the filler in between, I just watched none of it. Um, so I, I there was a moment the the little bit I did see just passing f- from room to room while juggling because I had a house full of people um, was, and I didn't have a house full of people for this fight. I just, we had a housewarming party. So it was one of those things. We just had a bunch of people, a lot of the boys that stuck around and watched the fight. So it was orchestrated, if you will, orchestrated before it, when it was the De La Hoya fight. And when it all fell through, we just said, well, fuck it. We're just going to watch whatever's on anyway. Cause you know, my, my friends like to drink and why not? So, uh, I, the one thing I saw Tito say in an interview was uh, they asked him, hey, you cut a lot of weight. I think they said he cut like 40 pounds. And I thought that just sounds ridiculous. He's full of shit. This is the Triller guys just being the Triller guys and just letting them say whatever the fuck they want. And so the interviewer goes out there and in a serious question goes, so Tito, you had to lose 40 pounds for this fight in like uh, three weeks. How'd you do it? And I'm like, that's fucking impossible. That's just that he did lose 40 pounds in fucking three weeks. He's lying to your ass. And, but he's answering it like in an honest, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I did this. I did that. Oh, they just ran a lot. It's like, get the fuck out of here. But um, I'm, I'm under the assumption that, and I don't know what excuses he's used, is his, he's going to use the excuse of, well, I just lost so much weight. My legs weren't under me. And I was, I was easy. I was easily knocked out because of that. When in reality, this just was always a bad fight for him to take stylistically. Like, why would you box Anderson Silva? What in the fuck are you thinking, dude? <laughs> Other than you just want to get paid and you took a risk. And that's exactly what the outcome was. Um, Tito Ortiz looked like he was punching in quicksand. And it's so yeah. funny because I, you know, shout out to Jim Cornette. And here's our wrestling, wrestling reference of the week. I listened to Jim Cornette um, talk about the MJF versus Jericho match. And he said, it looked like Jericho was wrestling in quicksand. And now I've had this thought twice in my head since I've heard that. Once was this moment when I'm watching Tito Ortiz throw these punches. And it looks like he's hitting a punching bag, like how you would punch at a punching bag in the gym. But just so slow, like he's in quicksand. It was so bad it was just it was embarrassingly bad the only person slower than him was evander holyfield and evander holyfield's 58 but that's another story we'll get to that fight next um the only other the only other time i've used the quicksand reference was today on twitter when i saw joe biden walking up on stage to talk uh, about the newsom <laughs> being recalled and i thought damn joe biden looks like he's walking in quicksand right now my man is, is low is slow and low right now 
Um, yeah. So any, anyway, there's my, <laughs> listen, my wrestling take and my political. There's your <laughs> the show all, all, all in one take. I it's love it. it. I'm done. I'm gonna go ahead and flush it. So <laughs> I am much like you and everybody in my house. It was weird. We all just kind of enjoyed watching Tito get knocked out. There's a lot of laughing. A lot. Of, it was like pointing and laughing. It was almost like a world star hip hop moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that mm. was that you know that was that the the disinterest in anderson's face after he knocked out tito ortiz where it's a combination of i think he's trying to figure out is this guy just laying down like is he faking being knocked out or is he really knocked out um again just the, the level of disrespect for poor Anderson Silva to go from having to fight Julio Cesar Chavez, who some would regard as an actual uh, great boxer or championship boxer. And most of you that listen to the show enough know my feelings on that Julio Cesar Chavez versus Anderson Silva fight as is. And now he's got to fight uh, T. Ortiz, a guy that's never been known as a boxer ever. And a guy that's been known when he's fought incredible strikers in his prime to be knocked out. I, I just don't know where that computes, but uh, here we are. Uh, we we I, are in, we are in a great place, though. I had I, so I, I, I had so many people in my house, Jesse, and I, I at some moment I realized Trump's on my television, Masvidal's on my television, uh, Junior Dos Santos is on my television, and I'm going, what in the fuck am I watching? And this is why I love Triller. Because every time I watch Triller, at some point, the mechanism in my head triggers, what in the fuck am I watching? Or, what in the fuck did we pay for here? (laughs) My other running joke uh, throughout the entire night was, um, oh, that's Jay Balvin, right? That's Jay Balvin. Because I don't know any of these fucking Latino rappers outside of Bad Bunny. So I I just called them all Jay Balvin. Jay Balvin, right? Because they had a lot of Latino rappers. I mean, they just like fuck. They just kept throwing them at us. Um, <laughs> Jess, do you have any other thoughts on this fight, or can we move to the Holyfield fight, or do you, or should we close the story that you I, were telling so that we that we opened fifteen? Let me give ago? you my thoughts on the fight. The fight, thank you, went the way that it was supposed to go. Anderson finished, which is great because you're talking about a dude who's, I believe, Anderson's forty six. Okay, uh, he's still claiming that he's got three good years left of combat sports. Gee, did he really say he that? Did. He he said he said uh, forty nine. I think is when he he quoted too in an interview. Forty nine sounds about time for me to hang it up. The key to that story is that Triller is probably going to be his last three years competing. They will be. He will be on Triller cards. He will be. Is fighting. Triller going to survive three years? <laughs> I love it. I hope it does. Uh, it, and and here's, here's another real, real good point I think that needs to be mentioned, and we've done it a lot in past shows. Triller events, Showtime boxing with some of their carnival side circus show freak fights events, they pay these guys, man. These guys. <laughs> but see, Jess, here's the difference. Here's the difference. They're two separate organizations. Now they are. Because show, Showtime bought the crown jewel they got the paul brothers so now anything paul brothers related i believe either one of them now are not triller related they're they're outside of triller so this is why i wonder if triller will last another three years because they no longer have their crown jewel there so now they've got to find oscar de la hoyas now they've got to find 
guys outside. You can't use Vitor Belfort as your your number one guy. You can't use Anderson Silva as your number one guy, or you're going to end up like Affliction. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you could be bare knuckle boxing level, but I'm I'm under the assumption that these guys are getting paid well. So this is this is what Affliction did, Jess. It was a combination of overpaying their fighters and not being able to figure it out in regards to the promotion and all that dumb shit. You know what's going in versus what's going out. Um, so that's why I wonder if they can, you know, the attrition can they last three years, especially if at least pirating their shit. I'm I'm gonna give them at least three years. <laughs> I, I think I that think a year and a half. I think I think, I think, I think we gotta enough, reassess this in a year and a half. There is enough washed up talent from the combat sports world. There's enough weird YouTube I want to be a boxer talent. There's enough DJ DJ garbage time robot man talent to, to, to just throw onto a card. And the thing is, right now, the world is weird. And that's what people are craving is weird. Triller gives them weird. They buy the shows. They make some money. Fighters, DJs, YouTubers, whatever. Former actors and actresses they all are getting paid and the thing is they're not paying like 20 <laughs> fighters on a card they're paying like 10 that's two. they're paying eight i think this card had eight fighters total and i think so there the you two go. bottom guys didn't get paid a lot of money so and- here's where it here's where it gets interesting just to me is one who do you have as the face of Triller moving forward if it's not one of the Paul brothers? Is it Oscar? Is it that? You know, so they have to find out. You're right. You've got a good point. They can find YouTube sensations, they can find TikTok people, former they NBA find, athletes, they former can NFL find athletes. social media people who you and I don't know a goddamn thing about because we're old as fuck. Um, but the people that are purchased that are buying the pay-per-views are still going they're, they're still going to find those fuckers the fact that woodley paul did a big number the fact that aew did a huge number huge. shows you that there is a market and people have expendable money and are willing to buy pay-per-views and they're able to find them so they're not you know they're not finding them on their network providers or streaming them this shit's all going they're 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 buying the streams whether they're buying them through Fight, whether they're buying them through whatever the fuck streaming service they use, um, they're buying them. Fight TV got a lot of my money this fucking past year between the Tyson stuff and all. They didn't get made my mama of a pocket. Yeah. Jones, my again, shit. I'm just going I'm just going to throw it out there and say, Go ahead. again, there's enough weird or washed up talent to be thrown onto a card and just put boxing gloves on a dude and let him just fight and make some money and people will watch it. There will come a point in time when that becomes old and people won't be painful. That's, that's so will Triller be here for the next 10, 15 years? No, oh, this is like a, I'm serious. I agree with you. Like let's, let's reassess this in a year and a half, uh, a year and a half to three years tops, like somewhere in between that time. And then Triller will go under and then everybody else will be, you know, looking for jobs. Well, they're, they're, whatever, they'll they're, still you know, be competing with Showtime. Is the problem? They'll still be competing with Showtime. Well, plus Showtime whatever is the Paul brothers boxing, are doing. Like Showtime has actual boxers. Like yeah, they but have... this is my point though, Jess. Is they is they can absorb the freak fights? Is yeah. they're good with go? They're good with going. We'll pay the Paul brothers 
and whoever the Paul brothers think are good to put on these cards. So if it's going to be a, a one, the Fury's fucking nephew or who, whoever, <laughs> like whoever they fucking decide, they're going to be able to, to continue to find a unique blend and have the backing of Showtime as opposed to Triller. They, Where's Butterbean in all this? I mean, uh, we need a new Butterbean. Let's, let's... We need a new, th- do what I'm saying. We need a TikTok sensation or a YouTube. Hey, where's that Mexican guy that was riding a skateboard and drinking? Um, what was it? Um, like the fruit punch. Remember, he was drinking yeah. like a what was it? Ocean breeze. What the fuck was he drinking? Like cranberry juice. He was trying to. Where's the where's the Mexican guy that was riding a skateboard and drinking a? Maybe he's the next guy. My you point is just Pay they're me out ten thousand dollars, and I will go fight. You're that. the guy. I'll go fight that guy for 10 grand. You know, I'm I'm not opposed to this. And I think we need to find another podcast. We need to start beefing with a podcast. Is, is I'm gonna let me fucking stop. Let me cut out the middleman here. We gotta find a podcast here that's right around our rage, just mid, just not a mid. lot of ways, just mid. You know, we don't need we're not trying to find someone with a hundred thousand or fifty thousand or ten thousand listens, you know, someone in that 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 thousand listens. And uh, Jess, I'm a firm believer in we're the strongest podcast of combat sports, mixed martial arts, as well as NFL and, the, and random sports. There's no one that is – if you take our combined bench and two other random podcasters, I don't think you can find anyone that can match us. Not in that range. Nope. nope. I think that basically we can fuck a lot of people up is what I'm saying. So Which makes it funny. Um, if there's any mid – podcast that's out there listening and they want the smoke with jess i'm not looking for the smoke but jess is um he'll fuck you up we know some people that know some people that know some people oh boy do we we can make this happen give me three months give me three months in a ring yes and then uh, i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna butter bean somebody right in the face and we can document it. We can take oh, yeah. it. We can do like uh, you know the preview shows, and then just tri- Triller's looking for somebody. We've got, I think, a good six months to build this up, and uh, like maybe you will be the savior of Triller. Maybe we've solved all their problems right now on this podcast. As long as I make that money, that's all that matters. <sighs> Jess is a, Jess will take six figures. I mean, he's not looking for seven figures yet. Oh, Give him that. one fight, you know, low six figures, maybe high five, and then another six months later, you know, the pot gets a little juicier, and then we go from there. Uh, Jess, uh, so Jess texts me and says, uh, "Hey, are you watching these fights? Or what did you say? Uh, predicted those fights pretty well." No, I said, I said specifically, I said you were right about the Anderson Tito fight. <laughs> Uh, I was outside of my home uh, <laughs> lassoing up everybody because we had paused. I think I think we'd either just ordered the fights. Yeah, that's, and what, that's, what, them. that's what you text me. <laughs> we had just ordered the fights, paused them because we had realized, um, oh, the Belfort fight was going to start or the Belfort, the Belfort fight had ended already. Like so we were we knew something was going on. We knew we'd miss shit. And that's when we started looking at our watches. Like, it's not even 8 o'clock and these fights are fucking over? What is going on? This is weird. Um, so we we all ran inside and scrambled. And then we rewound and fast forward. And we, we ended up watching both the fights. So Jess kind of by proxy spoiled the fights for me. But not not incredibly spoiled. But, uh, you know, by saying I was right. I mean, damn. I 
I mean, kind of did, but not really. I can't because I had to actually, I had to actually watch them. So, uh, Evander Holyfield, Vitor Belfort. I felt like this fight was uh, seven minutes long between the walkouts, um, them ringing the bell, them stopping the fight, and then the paper, them interviewing Belfort. I feel like this was a seven minutes long. <laughs> I'm not, it was so weird. I don't even mean to laugh. This was just a really sad thing to watch. It was. It was. And we knew it. We, we as again, predicted on the show, um, we have empathy towards Holyfield. And I just, I mean, they needed a guy. They found him. He was just kind of going through the motions. There was a moment where Holyfield threw one meaningful hook where I was like, oh, damn, imagine if he landed that. It would have been that he still got it moment. But I mean, Again, these guys are punching in quick stand. Vitor knocks out Evander Holyfield. And I mean, he doesn't really knock him out. TKO stoppage. He just kind of beats him up. He overwhelms him, if you will, right? In the traditional Vitor Belfort fashion. And then my man is hopping on the ropes. He's celebrating like he just won the Pride Grand Prix in 2003. <laughs> I'm like, what in the fuck? You just knocked out a 58-year-old man. My man is two years away from being eligible for an AARP discount card. <laughs> and you're celebrating this, dude. You are fucking celebrating this. Stop. Like, if you had knocked out Delahoya, okay, that's cool. If you want to celebrate, hey, man, you know what? I was throwing kind of some weird shit. I was supposed to beat up Delahoya, and I had to beat up somebody totally different. All right. But don't act like, again, don't act like you just won a world goddamn championship. Don't act like you did something monumental. You really didn't. You beat up an old man. And I and you're talking to a day one Vitor fan here, but this one is indefensible, Jess. Yeah, well, if if you wanna you wanna do a compare <laughs> contrast, Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz are at least still people will you know they still remember their name. They still, you know, both guys are under 50 years old. That's good. Uh, and even after Anderson's win, he just kind of walked off. And like you said, like I, I saw the same look on his face. He was just kind of confused. He's like, yeah, he was, I don't even know if he was confused. He did like a little shoulder shrug. Honestly, yeah, exactly. He was just like, all right, so that's over. He's Can like, I get yeah, my check and go home? Give me my money. I got to get back to Brazil and see my 12 kids and yes, take care of some business. I got uh, this you. fight with Holyfield and Vitor. Vitor probably juiced to the gills. Holyfield came in looking fantastic. I mean, if I can, he's look always like that, if physically. I, if I can, he's always if I can physically look like that, looking incredible. I'm doing something really good. I think that's what everybody says when they look at him. But the thing is, uh, I think for the first, I don't know, thirty punches thrown by Vitor, Holyfield basically just covered up, and not even well, like. It was like yeah. a half-ass cover. Then <laughs> Vitor just kind of like pounded out the body for a little bit and then was and then started getting like he felt it, you know. Vitor was like, this guy's not even gonna throw a punch at me. And then he started throwing those big uppercuts, throwing those big punches. And uh, you know, one thing I gotta say props to that referee because he did the right thing. He did the right thing. Uh, Holyfield was still standing on his feet. Still looked like he was collectively together, but just stopping the fight and being like, I'm going to protect one of the greatest boxers of all time. This 58-year-old man. Let's not even take into account he's one of the greatest boxers of all time. Let's just take into account he's a 58-year-old man that hasn't fought a meaningful fight in, I don't know, 15 years. It's been a long time. Uh, matter of fact, I think the last time he fought was like 2016, I want to say. God, really? That 
I'm not counting. You're talking about his Mitt Romney fight where he boxed Mitt Romney. No, no he, like an actual fight. He had like an actual fight. It was sometime in in that 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 time frame. <laughs> I but, didn't know it was five years ago. The thing is, uh, Foreman should never. And you said it when we were talking about it on the show. California wouldn't even uh, sanction the fight. They were like, "I'm not. I'm not letting this 58 year old man go in there and get killed." When California doesn't sanction you, there's something wrong with with some some stinks. <laughs> so, uh, Vitor's hooping and hollering, I think, was just a bit much. Uh, like Jay said, poetically, he just beat up a 58 year old man who literally is a couple a couple years away from retirement age. He's 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 basically elder now, and you just beat his ass, and that's great. Good for you. Show some respect, you know what I mean? Go give him a hug, fist bump or something. Go ask the dude for your check. Get the fuck out of there. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about Triller. I mean, and we don't want to end on such a negative note because, again, whatever fights they'll put on, I'm sure we'll actively find. But I don't don't have a ton of uh, interest in talking anymore about Evander Holyfield other than God bless him. And I again hope I hope nobody over fifty fights again, let alone Evander Holyfield, and including Tyson. I don't know if I want to see Tyson fight. Not, Although Tyson just, moved really well for a fifty-year-old man. I mean, really yeah. Well. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's that uh, it's that sativa. It's that canadips. You want those fucking canadips? Um, just uh, two quick MMA takes. Uh, first, there is a fight night this week: Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know what either of these guys have done. I mean, Anthony Smith for a minute looked like he could be something special in the light heavyweight division. Uh, he smoked a completely out of shape Shogun Hua. Uh, he had a couple other wins that people enjoyed. He looked like uh, he could have been a dominant fighter. And then he would turn around and lose some retard fight where you know, it's like he just looked bad. Talking about the teeth, we got his, the, the fight where he got his teeth knocked out, and had yeah, like his terrible. So, uh, in this fight, though, I gotta say, um, Span doesn't look like an athlete. He 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 just looks like he just got done with his second shift at Arby's, and oh, he's wow. getting ready to come in here and take a fight. I think more of a security guard look. He looks more maybe, like a security yeah, guard. Yeah, a security to me. guard, maybe. Like a security you know? guard in a movie like he's, theater. He goes to the gym a couple times a week, you know, just to he kind of put up a lot. He little put up a lot on the bench. You know, have a strong back. But uh, I think this is a fight that Anthony Smith should easily win. Uh, I I predict a first round knockout, and that's about as far as I really want to go into. Wow, first round knockout. Yeah, round I, knockout. I don't. I agree with you. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this fight. There's a reason that I start to take with who cares because I don't want to say both these guys are journeymen, but I don't know where Ryan Spann is in his career. He got knocked out in one round by Jimmy Walker, JJ Walker, Johnny Walker, whatever his name was. He's had some impressive wins before that. Uh, split decision against Alvi. He knocked out an old Noguera. Um, he's got some interesting wins in there. 
Um, but I don't know if he could beat Anthony Smith. And I think Anthony Smith is always game as hell. I'll give game. him credit for, for that. Sure. Um, I think Anthony Smith outworks Ryan Spann. I don't know if he knocks him out in a round, but I think Knock he out. does. I think he does finish him somewhere in, in the second. Or, well, I don't want to say the third round. I say I, I say he just the attrition of a beatdown. He Anthony Smith over Ryan Spann round three. Um, Jesse, one more take. You ready? Yeah, Combat he's... sports, and then I'm gonna hop. I'm gonna throw some. Um, Here's what I figured out. We're going to try something different um, on the lines. We're going to go um, highest lines to lowest lines because I think the highest lines aren't necessarily sexy. There's, there's two or three big lines. Um, Connor McGregor versus Machine Gun Kelly. Who cares? Uh, let me ask you one quick question. Go ahead, please. Have we reached the level with Connor where he no longer he he obviously doesn't carry the same weight as I like just don't think I just, can I say this? Please. I don't think Connor's cool anymore. I don't think Connor's cool anymore either. I just I think from it was he was cool. He's not cool anymore. He just keeps doing dumb the, dickhead the shit. Shtick, it's over. Cool. It's yep. over. The shtick's no longer he's worn out his gimmick's worn out, yep. brother. Whenever your gimmicks were not, brother, you got to get another gimmick. But he doesn't. hey, if you if you're in WWE, you know you're in AEW, you're in Impact, you're in ROH. When your gimmick gets old, you gotta switch over and do something different. Maybe what he should do is go full, you know, full hero. Oh, you know, he's already been the heel. Go hero now. Play hero ball. How does go he go out there? Tote, How does he tote the Irish flag? Talk about all the things that you've done in your life. I don't think I don't think that's the the dude that he is. I think the money spoiled him. It is. I think the money just spoiled him. Which I mean, it's kind of the cool thing about being super rich is you can be a dick. But if I'm super rich, I'd probably be a dick too. Some some people who are super rich are really well at hiding it, you know, and then you get the occasional video where you just see him being a dick and you're just like, Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't surprise me. They're rich. Uh, they're richer than I am because I'm poor. Uh, so that then you get uh, a Connor, and I mean, he's rich and now he's acting like a dick. But seriously, why are you throwing punches at every single? No, but why are you throwing, why you throwing, punch, why you throwing punches at a big pussy like Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly? Like, why are you throwing punches at a fucking uh, like a like a pop star? Like you're throwing punches at a pop star, dude. Like you're throwing punches at a Justin Bieber, a, a a dude that was created in a laboratory by record executives because they're looking for a certain look. And there it is, you know? Like it's it's just so fucking corny to me <laughs> that my man is seriously gonna get that charged up. By a fucking machine gun Kelly. Cocaine's like, a hell of a drug. I mean, first of all, be a fucking professional when you're in public, especially if you're a fighter. You know what I'm saying? The discipline of being a fighter is just thrown out the window, I guess. But what Conor McGregor, if he wants to do the face turn, look at Machine Gun Kelly and drop the who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, I no, I'm 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 listening to real artist i listen to fucking notorious big you could he could, he could, he could, he could that bring guy up when eminem destroyed mgk yes 
throw a punch at this guy, you yeah. fucking cornball. In that nasty, Get him out of here. Got dude, done. He's in that nasty suit, too. You're going to throw a punch in that nasty suit. I'm Get out of here. Get out of here. You know, me. as a fan of Connor, I got to say I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And I'm sorry. He's not cool no more. And uh, he's a cornball. And anything that he does now, I'm going to look at him like he's mad corny. And that's it. That's where I that's where I fucking stand. I don't know what he does to turn it around. When he does, I'll let you know. But right now, he's fuck him, Jorge Masvidal. Y'all are fucking corny. I'm sorry. Ooh, Masvidal okay. may be worse though. All right, Mas- but they're uh, y'all are corny. Y'all, y'all corny. are paid. But y'all are corny. Man. NFL corny. time, Jess. Corny are you ready? Hell. Corny as hell. All right, man. Uh, Let's do it. Folks, I'm gonna. That's, I'm gonna it. that's it for combat sports. We went that's probably a little, little too Don't. long for that. Don't so, turn us off, though, MMA Twitter, please. Oh, one more thing. Shout out MMA Twitter. Um, shout out that chick who I don't know who went on MMA Twitter and said, here's how my body looked. Here's how my body looks now. I'm kind of proud of myself. And everybody went, hey, me too. That's fucking inspirational. We need more people doing that, especially when she has when you got people that are hiding behind, like, the Conor McGregor abs or, like, the Apollo abs you know like it's dope to see people go no actually i've transformed myself too like yo stop hiding stop having opinions behind having faceless opinions be out here and be proud of yourself if you lost 10 15 pounds be proud of it if you do 25 more push-ups than you could do previously be fucking proud of it you put 10 pounds on your bench be proud of that shit right jess flaunt it pull your fucking dick out be proud of yourself who gives a fuck if you think you're ugly or whatever like be be proud of who you are. Don't be don't don't be scared, homie. Don't be scared, homie. Okay, and now I'm done. Now I'm done. I promise. Public service announcement announcement from your co-host and host of that other sports show. The two, <laughs> the strongest podcast in America. The strongest podcast, the fucking world. We're gonna challenge. If you take our combined bench, add it together. I challenge you to find two dudes that do the same thing we do. And they got more than 10,000 listeners. And of course, out of, out of our league, but we ain't afraid. No. We've had 10,000 listeners before. Bring it. It's been a minute. Jess, uh, Houston Texans versus Cleveland Browns. Who you got? <laughs> by the way, I want to say, I, I just want to start off by saying I was completely right about the Houston Texans destroying the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was right. Oh, you, uh, yes. That's the one. The, Two worst teams in the league. One Houston, had to win. One Houston, had to win. Won. Houston won the worst team in the league Super Bowl. And I congratulations. I love it. Your reward is you're a 12 point underdog against the Browns. Yeah, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. And I don't the think they Cle- cover the 12. The Cleveland Browns, I, uh, just to be safe, I would take the under, but I'm Ooh. going with the Cleveland Browns. Browns win and they cover. Next biggest spread is going to be 12. Falcons facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oof. Bucks are at home. Who you got? Man, that the, that Bucks defense better get fixed quick. Uh, Ooh, that's good. Atlanta, however, did not look good. Yeah, they got to fix a bunch of shit, too, their <laughs> offensive line. They got to fix more than just their defense. Yeah. Uh, it's Tampa Bay defending champions. You have the greatest of all time. If you didn't watch that last game-winning drive, uh, you you missed out on just another one of Tom Brady's I'm that great type moment. Um, Tampa Bay wins, and I do think that they cover. 
uh, Tampa Bay wins and they cover and uh, start Antonio Brown for the rest of the season fantasy-wise. Um, last big spread here, and this is an interesting one because they did not look good. Um, but And well, this is interesting. Detroit at uh, going on the road, Green Bay Packers, and they're 11. I see 11 and a half on some at a book as well, a FanDuel. Green Bay looked like shit. Uh, I know, and, and Detroit uh, looked like shit as well, and then came back out of they fucking did. nowhere and almost won that game. They can't do a sneaky backdoor cover here on an 11? Uh, Jess, who you got? Uh, is this game in Green Bay? By it any is chance? in Green Bay. It yeah, is in Green it, Bay. I, I'm taking Green Bay with the spread. And a Monday uh, night. It, and Monday night. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be that bad two games in a row. It's absolutely impossible. It's not in his DNA. Uh, Denver is a six-point favorite on the road against Jacksonville. Who you got? <laughs> uh, Denver didn't look too bad. Fucking was... Teddy Spaghetti Legs? Teddy Spaghetti Legs. What happened there? Uh, I don't know, man. That defense came together nice. We knew that defense was good, but Teddy Spaghetti, he just – can I tell you what I saw just watching Teddy Spaghetti on Red Zone? For some reason, they kept going back to this game. That motherfucker was a supreme game manager. He's like Tyrod Taylor times like five. Uh, the the game managing that he did, but he made some plays. He made some fucking plays. Teddy will um, make plays. They're going to be hurting without that receiver, though, for a few weeks. Uh, was it Judy? Yeah. Judy. Derek Judy went down. I think he's out six weeks. Yeah, he's a four to six week. Uh, it looked terrible, I, though. It looked like they had people praying and shit, which is never good. So six weeks is that bad. A lot of bad injuries happened week one. It was it was kind of a shit show for a, for a minute. I felt I felt really good about that four touchdowns for uh for the kid for the rookie for Jacksonville. He ended up hitting three in garbage time. Three. So you were right with the under. You went, remember I went three and a half. You went under. So you're good. Three touchdowns, three picks for uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm taking Denver, and I'll take uh, I'll take the over on that. Uh, over under Urban Meyer employed as a Jacksonville Jaguars coach five and a half games over or under. And they just gave that guy like full control over the franchise. Uh, I'm, <laughs> and he still I'm gonna, fucked it up. I'm going to take the over, Ooh. But, but not by much. I just don't want to push. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, like six it. to eight games deep. So then, yeah, so then you like the over. Yeah, I like the over. Um, here's my prediction. I think he's out by week four. I think they go on four. And he says, this is just too much. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I'm out. Um, I think he he quits. He gets destroyed by the national media for an entire week or two weeks or whatever. He goes into hiding. He pops up on, uh, I don't know, December or January on Fox for a bowl game or two. And then he takes that USC job uh, sometime during the NFL playoffs, late January, early February. Uh, when the playoffs are a big deal, when the bowl games, the national championship are a big deal, he's going to sneak in and take that fucking USC job. That's my prediction. I like that prediction. It's a good one. I, um, I also like Denver, and I like the six. Uh, I think they – I think the Irish I think they went by 10. How about that? Jacksonville is an absolute fucking mess. And he just he, – he really – he fucking blew it. I said this when we did the over-unders, Jess. You got a rookie quarterback. You got a rookie coach. And I think they had five and a half wins or something stupid like that for their over-under. They're not going to fucking win two or three games this year. They'll be lucky if they win fucking two games. They're, they're good. They're, 
the Detroit Lions and they're 0 16 for sure. <laughs> they're 0 and yeah, they're it they're going to be fucking terrible. And that coach, we know he he he's quick to fucking bail when shit doesn't go his way. And shit ain't gonna go his way. It's, it's not, not. NFL's a different monster. Not no, not many, I mean, we talked not about many this when he got coaches. hired. Not many collegiate coaches can come straight into the NFL without having some sort of assistance experience in the NFL or whatever, and then just be exceptional. And uh, Urban Meyer is one of the greatest of the college head coaches that we've seen in the past, you know, decade or so um, or longer. Uh, But he just does not seem to be fit for the NFL. And one thing thing I did here – one thing I did hear about the Jacksonville Jaguars training camp, there was a lot of veterans that were super pissed because he's out there trying to run it with like blaring rap music and doing all this. He's stuff. doing like, everything. He's he's coaching like a college coach in a professional league, and it don't work. Not when you not when you're trying to coach thirty year old men. They're that not, make more. That make more money than you. That make more money than you exactly. And these are more important. These ain't kids that you can intimidate with a fucking scholarship. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Uh, Denver. And I like ten. Um. Here's another interesting one. I want to stick with the sixes because I know there's another six in here, so I don't want to jump around too much. But here's a five and a halfer. Uh, there's a lot of five and a halfers coming. Heads up. Um. New England and the Jets. New England on the road is a five and a half favorite. Who you got? I like New England, and I like the over. Was that so? I want to be honest with you. I fell asleep during that Dolphins game, the second half. Was that uh, <laughs> what? It, what did you see? That because again, I fell asleep. What did you see? Uh, I saw Zach Wilson struggle in coverage. I saw Zach Wilson not being able to read defenses properly. How and about Mac Jones? Now Mac Jones. Yes, he showed a little bit. He went out there and he game managed the best he could. And uh, I know that they came up short against the Dolphins. But Tua was on his game, and he still has some weapons over there in Miami as well. So it was kind of tough. I know New England's kind of hurting right now. They got some guys that are hurt and injured now. Uh, but Mac Jones, he looked the part of a potential, you know, long-term starting quarterback in this league. I uh, I fell asleep during the second half of the second part of the games. And uh, so I missed the end of the the Denver Giants game, which I really wanted to see, and I missed the end of the New England uh, Miami game. I wanted to see how that was going. Red Zone, Red Zone was fucking on fire that day too. I mean, my man Scott Hansen, he was using the fucking zone. That guy sips bangs. Let me tell you. Um, God, could you imagine if the fucking Patriots go zero and two and lose to the Jets? Can I tell you who um, Zach Wilson reminds me of a little bit? I tweeted it, Jess. Who? Got a little Doug Flutie in him. Oh, yeah. I got some Flutie. Those legs. Let me tell you, it just really reminds me of Flutie. When he can uh, simmer that down, and if he can get a little bit of an NFL um, quarterback IQ, that motherfucker could be good. Um, I'm going with the Patriots. I'm, I'm much like you. I'm going Patriots. Uh, another five and a half for here. Uh, th- that one's kind of sexy. I'm going to leave it for a second. Uh, here's a five and a half. Or Tennessee Titans are a five point underdog to the at home Seattle Seahawks. Shout out Russell Wilson, who did the uh, broadcast last night, the Monday night football broadcast. The part of it that I saw, uh, with Peyton and Eli, just fucking incredible, just funny. And uh, 
that was fucking interesting. You want to talk about some 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 compelling television? I don't I don't do a lot of let me turn my television up because these guys are interesting. But I did it last night. Um, with that said, Jess, Titans Seahawks. This is a good game. We got this is sexy. The Titans looked out of sync, and I think that they'll clean it up. Uh, the defense still needs work. Uh, watching Julio loses loses shit like that was not something I was expecting. Did he drop but, a touchdown in the end zone? I don't think he scored at all. No, I think I think he dropped the ball in the end zone. I could yes, be wrong. Yes, yes. He watching Julio loses shit was I was like, man, you played the last few years for Atlanta when they were really not that good. And yeah, your Tennessee team is supposed to be a contender in the AFC, but not you can't win every game. I mean, it just doesn't happen unless you're the what the 70 whatever Dolphins, 70 some Dolphins team, the Dolphins team. Uh, in this case, they just got surprised. They looked out of sync. Uh, Julio didn't really look like, uh, you know, he was very compatible with Tannehill. Tannehill looked like the Tannehill from Miami. Not they the they from- just – Jess, we talked about this. I don't want to interrupt you here. We said there are going to be some teams that come out out of the gate slow, yeah. and they might have been one of them. They did. I think that's that they'll just, clean it that's up. That's my observation of Tennessee. I, I think that they'll clean it up, and I'm going to give you my surprise take. I think that Tennessee beat Seattle this week. Ooh, a rally. So it's interesting because I think Seattle looked great, and they didn't show any real rust in, you know, rust – but Russ was Russ. I mean, motherfucker was firing on cylinder, all cylinders. And they didn't um, even really use Metcalf, to be honest. Like, he didn't really do it. They were using the, the fuck kid who I can't even remember his name. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen. And this kid was balling. They were they were murdering it. Um, God, this is a great game. Five is. You know, I, I'm going to go Seattle. I'm going to go opposite. I like Seattle at home. But um, I don't like the five. I think this is going to be a two, three-point game. I think... I, when Seattle wins games at home, they always only usually, especially tough games, they don't win by a lot. It's usually a three or a four point win. They usually sneak a win out because Russ does rush shit. Um, I like Seattle. Uh, I don't like the five, um, but I'm going there. Shout um, out to this woman too, who showed up at the Met Gala wearing a Russell Wilson jersey. The Wilson family last night, between her at the gala and him on television with fucking Eli and Peyton just shooting the shit like some old country boys. It was like two country boys, two nerd quarterbacks, and then the cool kid from high school. You know, like the cool varsity <laughs> quarterback that yeah. was always wearing his varsity fucking jacket. And you're like, you just want to be that kid. You just want to hang out with that kid. You know, it's like he's the one kid. It's like, don't smoke weed around him. He, he's cool. He don't, don't smoke weed around him, please. Uh, please. So uh, it was so, it was so fucking cool to listen to them chop it up you get that feeling almost like you're on the sidelines with them like if you've ever just bullshitted with a random quarterback like me i've been lucky enough to bullshit with trent dofer for a moment and just at these bulldogs uh events did he yell um, he didn't yell at me but he was just shooting the shit he real he recognized i was incredibly intoxicated so he didn't spend more than 20 seconds talking to me like he read he read <laughs> just like a defense he read my eyes he's like this he, motherfucker is blackout drunk let me answer his question and keep it moving that's why he's yeah. won a super bowl and listen and that's and that's why i have it so uh, he's tall too that motherfucker's tall you'd be surprised at how tall he is he's way taller than you'd think but uh but you're you're tall too though jess so let me back up um 
Anyway, yeah, I, I shout. I, I went back to it, so I don't want to. I don't want to continue to harp on it. But man, I hope ESPN does that again. Um, another five and a half game, five and a half point spread. I think this game is sexy. Um, last night, the Oakland, the Oakland there I did. I blew it. The Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> they're stepping into Pittsburgh, who kind of beat up surprisingly. Oof. Your Buffalo Bills, Jeff. Yeah, this is, yeah. I want to wait till we get to Buffalo before we talk about your we Bills. Will. But um, the thing that's surprising when I said, hey, I think that Buffalo is going to stick around in this game and then win late was the opposite. It was Pittsburgh stuck around and then won late. It was, it it was, inter- it was interesting. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um, I, I I like the five and a half, and I don't I don't think we're gonna get that Las Vegas magic that we got last night. I thought last night was a combination of Baltimore trended down like a motherfucker, and the Raiders just pulling stuff out of their ass at home, which they tend to do. They get that Raiders magic brewing, whether it's in Oakland or now in this new fucking stadium with all those wild fans, and uh, it worked. It just it just worked. That was such a fun game. It was um, super fun game. I, I, I'm going Steelers here, and we talked about it in the preview show. We talked about it last week. The Steelers team, Jess, they're going to play defense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to let Big Ben work off a of play action. They got receivers that can make fucking plays. They throw those little screen passes that those receivers can get 7, 10 yards. Um, they keep Big Ben upright. They're going to be tough to beat, man. Uh, who you got? Yeah, uh, uh, we'll, I'll get more into the Buffalo game, uh, but I just want to say that uh, the fact that they kept Big Ben upright the entire game, I think he was sacked one time, uh, and it was kind of a, a weak, you know, uh, corner blitz type of situation. Uh, the run game was non-relevant. I think Najee Harris had something like 40-some-odd yards rushing, a few yards receiving. Buffalo's defense kept the offense in check. Big Ben is going to have to perform better in order to win in these bigger stages of games. Um, I don't want to see game manager Ben Roethlisberger ever. If that ever happens, please, God, hang up the cleats and just retire because I'm used to seeing full motor launching the ball downfield, you know, picking up those yards, smashing into a, a linebacker and knocking them over. Watching game manager Big Ben makes me sad, but that's what we got, and he got a win, and a huge win at that. This game, I agree. I don't think that the Las Vegas Magic will be here. The Steel Curtain is ready. That defense was just relentless. TJ Watt got paid literally like before mm-hmm. the game. And then he was like, Fuck tell. It, I'm going out now. Yeah, you could tell he got paid. Uh, damn. Uh, the defense looked great. The secondary looked really good. And that's what's going to hold them in check. The Raiders, if they are to pull off a miracle, the one weapon that they have that I don't think Pittsburgh can stop is Darren Baller Waller. Uh, Baller. But I am taking Pittsburgh, especially at home, and I'm going to take the points. I've been card targeted uh, Waller the baller like 13 times before halftime, and I'm not fucking around. I think that's an actual stat. Um, again, you kind of know where my head's at. Uh, I'm going Pittsburgh, and I think he gets away. Uh, I think it's away late. I think Pittsburgh goes up pretty big late. You can see this a 10, 13 point game. Um, we're getting it, uh, to the tighter spreads here. So the fours are dropping to the threes and a half, but I kind of like this one. 
Vikings, Cardinals. This has some sex to it. I see four and a half. I see three and a half on some other sites. Um, Arizona is the favorite. Who you got, Jess? Are we finally at the point in Kirk Cousins' career where there's almost an obvious slide in skill set or performance? I thought he looked good last week. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was completely shut out of the game. Uh, I think Adam Thielen was there. Thielen had a pretty good game. No, Thielen. Dalvin Cook didn't necessarily have a great game. The offensive line looked a little porous. Yep. And the defense is worrisome. So, uh, I think I got to go Arizona. Arizona is not only the sexy team right now, but Kyler Murray is straight fire. Yeah, he had that game. This kid has no blockers at all and will run around the field. He'll run like 50 yards back and forth from sideline to sideline and then and then find an open receiver to throw the ball to. He doesn't even care. He's like, I don't need blockers. Fuck it. I'm just going to go run around. Yeah. Find I'll, I'll create it. I'll create it. I'm going to wait till D-Hop gets a little separation. The defense is at some point going to break down. He's going to get separation. I'm Christian Kirk it. had a, an amazing game. Uh, the running backs all had a pretty good game as far as like managing on the ground and time wise. And uh, I'm, I just, at this point in time, I can't bet against Kyler. So I'm taking the cards. I wonder if Christian Kirk is going to stop playing Houdini now that uh, Fitzgerald is gone because that guy is amazing one game and then gone, non-existent two games. Um, just, just the definition of uh, high risk, high reward. He balled out week one. Yeah, oh, high God. risk, high reward. I'm telling you, though, he'll have two games where he's non-existent. He'll have fucking two catches for 28 yards in the next two games combined. I'm telling you. <laughs> high risk, high reward. But Fitzy's gone. Um, I agree with you. I don't trust Minnesota. I watched a decent amount of that Minnesota game because my buddy was here and he's a Vikings fan. Um, they urinated on themselves in overtime. Uh, they had a few opportunities to beat the Bengals. That should be a beatable team for them, and they they blew it. Um, they let Jamar Chase just get fucking buck wild on them on him. And it was embarrassing. Um, I'm going Cardinals, uh, and I'm going to go over the four and a half. I think that they win by at least a touchdown here. Um, so I, I, I like Arizona, and I agree with you. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, the Murray curve. And uh, last week was one of those weeks where you go, man, no wonder this guy didn't play baseball because he's a fucking animal on the football field. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I love him, so we'll see. Um, okay, jumping around games here. that felt like we'd do good on the time on that game. I'm looking for another four and a half right here or a four point. Here's an interesting one. Saints, Car- uh, Carolina. Um, we have no idea what's going to happen with the Saints. Um, we are taping this again, finding out their entire coaching uh, team as COVID. We have no idea who's going to be out there coaching. Maybe the coaches coach from home, uh, remote. They're going to be on zoom coaching. I don't know (laughs) what the fuck they're going to do. Maybe they're just going to have a bunch of, uh, what did they used to call them when you brought in the scabs? Maybe we're going to have scab coaches come in like backups, backup coaches. It's like Sean Payton's kid. That's just (laughs) He's like my 17 year old uh, Somebody called Drew Brees He's got to know something Why can't he be a good quarterbacks coach Put him on the sideline right now Give him a headset let's do it Um, The Saints are a four point Favorite on the road Carolina looked sneaky good last week Might have been one of those matchup things Um, Surprise to absolutely nobody You get Christian McCaffrey the ball A lot and you're going to be in games Uh, Who you got 
I got the Saints, regardless of wherever their coaching staff is going to be that, that day. Uh, Jameis Winston is proving me right. He looked phenomenal. He didn't necessarily throw up as many yards. They as, protected uh, him. They two. protected him. They protected him. He he made the reads and the in the in the throws uh, when they were when they were called. And uh, Alvin Kamara looked. Kamara looks so much sharper than he did last year. Last year, I don't know what it was. I don't know if he was dealing with injuries or if he had stuff going on. I think he was banged the, up. The way he played in Week One was just it was it was like he was an animal unleashed. He was all over the field. He was making wild catches. He was breaking big runs. Um, so in the what def- they do with him and Jameis is incredible. That, that Peyton Peyton's got a new toy, and you could tell yeah, definitely the stuff they were doing the defense, with him and Jameis was. It was like, oh, okay, he's he's got a new little wrinkle, and he's gonna he's gonna try it out. The defense is nothing to yes. That's at. what we, yes. Let's not sleep on the Saints' defense. They looked really it, good last week. And I'm gonna throw up this. We talked about it last week, the Sam Darnold revenge game. Mm, you called it. Darnold, Boy, Jesse was Darnold right. wanted to win that game. He wanted to beat the New York Jets. He wanted it's to Robbie show Anderson them. Deep. He wanted to show them that he was made of more than what they were allowing him to show on the field every Sunday. And he went in there. He had a pretty good game. He threw a couple really nice passes. He looked crisp. I believe he uh, even broke off a couple runs. Touchdown run. The Carolina defense uh, looked okay. I still don't think it's phenomenal. Nice I think that's going to be somewhere, you know, where they kind of get hurt by the lack of defense at times. And in this game, there's nothing really – I mean, I'm so, I know there's always something to play for. But when you get built up in your head, like, I'm about to play the team that gave up on me. Like, absolutely shit on my career – after drafting me as high as they did. And now I'm going to go in there. I'm going to beat their ass. He went in there. He did that. Now I expect a little bit of a letdown. And I expect the Saints to come in and just roll all over Carolina. Yeah, I like Saints. Um, the four is an interesting number. Um, uh, but I, lean, I I take the over. I lean more towards Yeah, I feel like the four is a safe number. I feel more like a, a six or seven. Maybe they're assuming this is an in-division game on the road. So maybe it comes down to a possession. But uh, I like the Saints by more of like six. Um, I think it gets away from Carolina late, and they and they win by at least six. Uh, let's find a three and a halfer here. Here's an interesting one: uh, Niners, Eagles, Niners on the road. They just were up uh, twenty-seven points or something like that against maybe uh, the worst team, not called the Jags, the Lions. Lions got hired in the fucking pistol. Everything went right. They scored like 24 consecutive points. Niners just started urinating all over themselves. It was a mess on the road. They are on the road versus Philly. Philly looked good. I don't want to say great, but Philly looked good. Uh, Again, Philly, three and a half point dog at home. Niners are favorite here. Who you got? Uh, here's the di- here's the difference between what I saw in San Francisco and Philadelphia. Philadelphia has a starting quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is getting cute as shit and trying mm-hmm. to play Lance and Jimmy Lance with the all in the same game. And I think that you can't win you can't win important games when you're trying to play two quarterbacks in the same game. This, this isn't New Orleans does it on occasion with Taysom Hill. But we yeah, all know. I, we all know. I, that yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're doing the same thing here. I agree with you, but I, I I don't know if 
they're doing the same thing. I it's think not it's, quite the same thing. It's in the, the same vein that, there. The fact that you're playing two quarterbacks, I think that that plays a big part of the mental aspect. I would agree a million two, percent. One million percent, I agree. One quarterback is like, hey, it's my shot. And then coach says, up, oh, you're out. Next guy's in. Who's your quarterback? You have to make a decision. Kyle Shanahan is being a little too cute for his own damn good. And I think it's going to backfire. And uh, that's why. <sighs> I, just, I just can't see a scenario where you lead a team down the field for seven or eight plays. And then they pull you out. And then Lance, Lance makes him dance, comes in and throws a touchdown. And he gets to celebrate with everybody. And you're just on the sideline clapping. I don't know how that's not demeaning. I don't know how that does. I mean, you got to be an incredible professional for that not to be demeaning because I promise you they didn't do that to Jimmy G when he was in high school, when he was in college. Oh, I don't think they did it to him when they played for the Patriots. So, I, again, you play a specific way your entire career, your entire life, and all of a sudden, again, you lead a team down on a drive and Lance makes him dance, comes in, throws a touchdown pants. You're not high-fiving the offensive tackles on the field. It's just different. I'm sorry. It is. Um, I think that the Eagles are going to go and win this game. Ooh, the, the Eagles. Whoa, look, here it the is. Eagles. This is my hot take for the week right here. Yeah, here we do. I like it. I, the Eagles look good. Jalen Hurts looked really good. Uh, I'm starting to. I'm starting to buy in to the Jalen Hurts. Phenom. I'm not yet. The, the the phenomenon that is Jalen Hurts. I'm starting to buy into it a little bit. Uh, he's making me feel good. He's playing well. He's making all the passes. He's making some plays with his legs. He's smart. The, the, the staff around him, the players around him seem to enjoy playing for Jalen. And that should come at no surprise because both at uh, Alabama and Oklahoma, the players love Hurts. Mm-hmm. He's bald. He's bald. So I'm I'm going with surprise upset here. I think the Eagles take this game. I like I like where your head's at, and I think anytime we start getting to the two and a half, three and a half point favorite, it's anything anything's possible. But uh, I'm gonna go Niners here. My confidence in the pick isn't too high, but I'm gonna go Niners, um, and I can see them winning by a field goal. So three and a half feels about right. Um, field goal late. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see the they and the you know they urinate all, all over themselves after a big lead. I don't think that happens this game. I think we have a close competitive game. I can see this a low scoring game as well. You know, something like uh, twenty seventeen or something like that. Um, I'm going to shoot down here for my screen because I think I've cleared all these games. Uh, oh, okay. So I think I got three games left here on my board, unless I missed something. Um, let's start here. Chiefs Ravens. This is interesting. I think this would usually be super sexy. It is the Sunday night game. They were pumping it up. Um, but the Ravens didn't look as uh, well combed as we would like them to be. So uh, Chiefs three and a half point favorite on the road. Jess, who you got? Uh, Baltimore is dealing with a lot of injuries. And it looked to me like Lamar was trying to do too much. Do too much. And I think that until some of these running backs, these random running backs that Baltimore signed, like three or four of them, until one of them comes across as a potential, you know, three down back, I think that we're going to see a lot of Lamar Jackson trying to play quote unquote hero ball. And that doesn't necessarily work well for quarterbacks, especially when you don't have the accuracy of a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers and you're just out there slinging the rock around. In this game, uh, I would take the Chiefs regardless. 
because they played one half of terrible football, completely went and uh, reassessed everything that they did in the first half and then just dominated the, the second half. And I think that that's the difference, too, is coaching. You know, where's Harbaugh's head? And, and we know where Andy Reid's at. Andy Reid is constantly thinking about the next step. And uh, I think I, if you got to take something, you take the Chiefs. And I'm going to take the points, too. One of my – I hate to reference it again, but one of my favorite moments of last night watching the, the Manning broadcast is Lamar trying way too hard in that overtime. He fumbles the ball. And you hear all three of these quarterbacks just audibly go, oh, no, 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 please don't. <laughs> and Eli's face, and I just miss it so much, the Manning face, the jaws slightly dropped. It's not completely on the floor, but it's wide enough for you to stick a fucking hoagie in. His eyes, you just see the disappointment in his eyes. And again, he's not mad. He's just upset. And uh, it was just fucking fantastic. You're right. Lamar's doing too much. Um, this is going to get away from Baltimore and I like Kansas city big late here. Um, this is, this is not going to be like last week's game where Cleveland, you know, Cleveland goes up big and, and Kansas city figures it out in the second half with adjustments. I think, I think Kansas city rolls here. I believe we have two games left and they are your game and my game. Woo. Oh, wait, there's one really bad game here. I missed. Oh, wait, there's two. I'm sorry. Uh, quickly, Bengals-Bears, who you got? Two and a half points. Um, Bears are the favorite at home. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals at this point in time. Until Justin, wow. Until Justin Fields, I love it. Until Fields is on that field as the starting quarterback, I'm taking the other team. And the Bayou Bengals, that burrow to chase, that, that – That's that, going to be a nightmare looked, this week. That looked good. That's going to be a nightmare this good. week. I don't care how good the Bears' defense is; they're going to get, they're going to stay on the field this entire game because their offense is so bad. One of my favorite hey. quotes is from Joe Burrow, who I'm deeming the new Joe Cool. By the way, he says, "I thought everybody said that he was dropping passes. Mm-hmm. You knew that. Just kind of throwing the shoulders up a little bit because he's you just so damn cool. God, Joe Burrow. You knew that was cool coming." Yeah, you stole my hot take of the week here, Jess. I, I like the Bengals here. Nice. I like the Bengals big. I like the Bengals big. Uh, hey, Jess, you know what the Bears are? What? Mid. Mid. <laughs> I don't care how good their defense is. I'll say it again. You're, if you're going to continue to let Andy Dalton on the field and they're going to go three and outs and fucking uh, their running back is just going to run into the offensive line again and again and again. They're not going to get it done, and the Bengals are going to keep throwing Jamar Chase, and he's going to keep fucking running deep routes and getting open, and uh, that kid's talented. Um, he's got bang- legs, man. He's fast. Bengals, Bengals by, I think, six or seven, so the two and a half feels, feels about right. Um, Rams, Colts, uh, Rams on the road, three and a half point favorite. Uh, I see four on a lot of these books, so I'll stay four. Um, who you got? This, this is weird. Who you got? I think it's a really safe number. Because the, the, the Rams, the Rams, are really- the Rams on the road again. You're doing the West, traveling to East, and you're going to Indy. But uh, yeah, the Rams looked phenomenal. 
Matthew Stafford looks like a, a rejuvenated. Called that one. He looked like a, rejuven, a rejuvenated guy. He's out there. Like you said, man, he's he's out there patrolling those beaches, checking out those bikinis, having a mimosa in the morning. Watching the sun rise up. Eating good tacos. Up. He ain't getting those Eating tacos in Detroit. fresh tacos. He's not getting a salad like that in fucking Detroit. Hell no. He looks he looked phenomenal. He looked like he was having a good time. He was tossing the rock to everybody. Uh, yeah, there were some bad, really bad defensive plays. Uh, but Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all those guys out there making crazy plays in Stafford, of course, with got the big arm, got that big arm, not afraid to throw the rock. I'm taking the Rams and I'm definitely taking those points. Uh, Colts defense looked really bad against Seattle and they're going to look better against the Rams. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. Rams and I like the four. I think that's an easy bet. All right. Um, we'll start Cowboys here. Cowboys. They're on the road. They're going to the LA Superchargers. They are a three-point dog. Jess, who you got? Uh, if I had to go, man, I'd I would give the three points to the only reason I think they're three-point dogs is because it's no, on, the, on the road. On the road. I like the Cowboys. Yes. With three points. Yes. That's what I like. The opposite. We go. Hey, you're going the opposite way. Dak Prescott is the Dak Prescott I've been preaching about. He's out there just tossing the rock. He's got all those damn wide receivers. Um, Michael Gallup is hurt, but they've went and signed a couple guys. They already have Cedric Wilson, who uh, I yeah, think they'll be all right. he's like a first-year guy or something, but yeah, they'll be he's got right. those quick legs. Uh, I like the off. The only thing I don't like is Zeke not getting more touches. But when, you got your, when you got your quarterback out there tossing the rock like Dak is, maybe you don't need to give Zeke so many touches. But I, I like mm-hmm. the Cowboys. I think the offensive game plan was, hey, we're just going to throw 55 times against this defense. We have to spread this defense out. It's the only way we're going to beat them. And it, and it worked for the most part. Uh, I think this is going to be different. I don't think they're spreading them out as much. I think Zeke's value is going to be when they have a 7 or a 10-point lead and they start running the shit out of him and Pollard. The problem is, the last two years, they haven't had good leads to make Zeke look like that that value back that you know that back that you know can be you know the workhorse guy so maybe this is the game the optimistic cowboys fan of me says it is i like the cowboys um chargers defense is is good it's above average but again so was tampa bays and dak shredded it uh, i don't think the chargers are going to put up enough points i think that uh your boy is going to turn the ball over at least once or twice that'll be the difference the plus minus cowboys will have less turnovers and they sneak out with a win. We're finishing with the elite Buffalo Bills. They're <laughs> three and a half point favorite on the road. AFC East matchup, Miami Dolphins. Jess, when we did our pickums, we said these are games they have to win. I believe you said that they might split with the Dolphins. You can't. I mean, is this the now split on the road? Now you can't split. You can't. Uh, it. it at this point in time, if you're Buffalo, you gotta uh, win every you, game. You were supposed to have beaten the, the the Steelers, and by all accounts, the Steelers did not look good. At least offensively, they didn't look good. A lot of mistakes were made by Buffalo, like the block punt that was returned for the touchdown. That was a big blow. There's a couple other uh, the 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 catch by Deontay Johnson where he kind of bobbled it. I actually thought that was really good coverage. Just a gr- even better catch. Recovery and catch by Johnson in the end zone. Uh, 
Buffalo's defense is still bend, but don't break. Uh, they're not that dominant force where you have a guy or two that you're just scared of. You know, no Aaron Donalds, no Khalil mm-hmm. Max. You just they're got guys. Line. You just got guys that kind of work hard and try to be disruptive, but not necessarily game changers. So that's one thing that I'm worried about with Buffalo's defense going forward. Uh, however. Just like last year when we did beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, it was tough. That defense is tough. The, the, the way that they play but Buffalo's offense, it's kind of like how we, we talk about in combat sports, styles make fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that defense versus our offense is just a tough matchup. It's super tough. Josh never was able to get his feet under him. Uh Dable started getting super cute with his play calling, and that's been an issue over the last few years. Um, the defense was holding its own, but if you're not putting up points, it's, it's hard to just start, you know, sending out full on blitzes all the time. You just, uh, but this is a new week, and this is a new team. This is a team that Josh Allen has dominated since there coming into the league. So I will take Buffalo and confidently take the three points i think that they win probably by six i think it's wow. closer than what people it's closer than what bills fans will want it to be but i expect a josh allen type you know a 2020 type josh allen game he comes out he probably rushes for a touchdown he probably has you know 40 50 yards on the ground throw for 250 275 and a couple touchdowns i think that buffalo will get the running game going because that miami you uh, got it the Miami defense is a little porous. They're stout, but they, they've got holes. And I think Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary rushed only 11 times for 72 yards. When you got a yeah, running no, back putting it in that type of production against the Steelers defense, run that dude ragged. Tua didn't look great, but he looked comfortable. Uh, I just think that that was the matchup. Uh, New England's defense is not where it's supposed to be right now. It will get better also. But I think Buffalo will go in. And like I said, I'm confident Buffalo takes the game and the spread. I feel like that three is right where you want to be at. I feel like that three – I think Buffalo wins by three. I think that you're going to have that AFC East battle. I think you're going to get a lot. This is going to be a big punt game. This will be a 17-13 type game where they're just, it's going to be, I don't want to say bowling shoe ugly, but they're going to, it's going to be that AFC East game. You're going to have a lot of th- a lot of uh, runs, a lot of two-yard type runs. Um, I just realized we forgot Giants Washington, by the way. But I am much like you, leaning towards Buffalo. Uh, I think Buffalo went head-to-head with a juggernaut last week and fended well. I think that, um, Pittsburgh was a lot better than we anticipated, and now we've found that out, um, which happens. I think Buffalo was a little slow off the bricks, which happens. Um, and again, um, the Steelers, credit to them, just made some crucial plays there in that second half. Yeah, um, I think Buffalo's a better football team here. Again, I think it's close, but I th- they cannot allow Tua to do Tua things. I think they keep them bottled up long enough to where they pull one out. I'm going Buffalo here. I think they win by three, three and a half. Again, I think 17, 13 is that score. So that three and a half feels there was right, right where you need to be uh, quickly. Jess, of course, because I mean, this is another throwaway game. Giants, Washington, 
uh, two bad teams. Someone's got to win. Maybe Washington isn't as bad as I thought, but now who knows what they're going to do at quarterback. Fitzy's out. I don't believe they're bringing Cam in. If they were bringing Cam in, he would have been there already. He, he would have already been on a plane. He would have been signed by now. Um, who you got? Man, one Redskins, of my uh, Redskins favorite at home, traditional three three point favorite at home. One of my favorite memes from this past week of football is when the Giants offensive linemen turned around and started blocking Sterling Shepard. <laughs> okay, when, when you are so confused in a football game that That's you are blocking your own wide receiver, get up field. That's a bad sign. Daniel Jones it. looked just as confused as that offensive lineman was. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley is not 100%. And it's going to be a rough going for the for these New York football giants this season. Uh, I'm taking the Redskins, man. I think the Redskins yeah. they're going to go they're going they're going to go in defensively saying, "You know what? Fuck last week. We're going to blitz like every yeah. you know, every other play. Blitz, yeah. blitz, blitz." Just unleash Chase Young, unleash those linebackers. Redskins roll. And Redskins get that win. I, I agree with you. Redskins roll. I can see this uh, becoming completely ugly for the Giants late. Uh, when we did our pickums at the beginning of the season, I said Giants might be a bottom four to six team. They look that way. Um, I I mean, again, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I, I think Washington runs the ball a lot here. This is a game where Washington just runs the shit out of the ball, and they just they run the, they, they run to the Giants into the dirt. Uh, one last point here. When you're getting outplayed by Teddy Spaghetti Legs at home, you got to reevaluate what you're doing behind center. I'm sorry. You just have to. I know, again, week one, week one, I've said it for the last three, four weeks. These teams are going to look bad. The way teams look week one is going to be different from week five, different to week nine. You got to look for that progression out of Jones. Um, that's it. I'm, I'm done with my NFL takes, Jess. If you want to yeah. spike it, we're done. Yeah, Daniel's had his time. Uh, we haven't seen anything different from him. And, uh, yeah, expect to come back from Buffalo and Josh Allen. Expect to come back from the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Because you can't play much worse than they did on Sunday. So uh, that's it for us, folks. Uh, hope, hopefully you enjoyed the, uh, the odds in and outs of our Week 2 NFL matchups. Uh, we talked Triller. We talked a little tiny bit about Anthony, uh, Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Hopefully that just fight's enough. better. Hopefully that fight's There's better. There's just enough combat sports for us to lead, to lead our Twitter feed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we shout out to all the people that listen. Shout out to all of our folks on Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter. That's our main social media outlet. Uh, Jay goes by Valdez spelled backwards. 559. I go by JTT81. And please follow the pod at Team Toss 21. Folks, that's it for us. We'll see you next week. Hope you hope he's got.